Right. Okay, and that, and that's that's the first ten pages of the script. Verbatim, yes. Uh, okay. Um, there'll be subtitles though. No, no. Uh, you should be able to tell what they're saying, uh, through their you know movements and inflections in their voice. Oh, because their costumes will be really, really good. Eh, I mean, not Star Wars the movie good, but you know they'll resemble Wookies. Uh, one of them does have a lower lip that looks like someone sticking their hand out to make the lower lip, but I'm sure it'll be fine. You won't even notice it. Okay. Will there be also oh, so there'll be human characters during these ten minutes? Uh, no, no. Uh, just uh, I mean you'll you'll see you'll see Han and Chewie for a couple seconds, but right. uh, for the okay. most part, it's it's Chewbacca's family, uh, pattering back and forth. Okay. Did you manage to get any guest stars? Like who who are the hot the hot new stars of the moment? Tell tell me you got somebody. <sighs> Uh, we do. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, Harvey Corman. Uh, mm, oh, okay. I mean, he's funny. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not he's not a main guest star. He's gonna he's gonna fill out some bumpers. It, it'll be good. Okay. Uh, yeah. we've got um, Art Carney. Mm, okay. Uh, this uh, Star Wars, right? Well, I mean, he's a he was one of the honeymooners. I mean, moons. That's up in the stars, right? I mean, he he went bang zoom right to the moon. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh. Well. Who. Who else you got? Oh. Uh. We have that. Uh. That. Oh. That. Ingenue with a with a timeless face and a classical beauty. Oh. Okay. She's a okay. big sitcom star right now. Actually. Oh. Good. So a hot young star. Okay. So like. Uh. So you got like Sally Struthers. Uh. No. No. Uh. B. Arthur. Okay. You just told me. Ingenue. With a timeless face, is Sally Struthers. No, no, it's B. Arthur. I mean, that is she is a handsome woman. <sighs> Again, Star Wars, right? Yes. Star- okay. Well, th- she is a star, arguably. Mm. Well, Maude um, is huge right now. I'm just, uh, I'm just a little worried. We're not going to get enough money here. I, I don't think we're. I oh no, no. Is- I got that squared too. We, we've got a great sponsor uh it's a toy company and they're selling their new product tobor hey that's robot backwards that's when the money rolls in It's an exclusive episode recorded especially for you. Do enjoy our shenanigans. 
<laughs> What's funny is that we joke, but there is a moment in this in what we're going to talk about today where someone has lyrics to the Star Wars song. Yep. <laughs> and it's not meant to be a joke. <laughs> this is not a Bill Murray, Nick the Lounge Singer moment here, folks. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're on Patreon, so I think you should know by now, but I'm Brendan. I'm Nathan. And this is What Were They Thinking? A Patreon exclusive episode. Yeah. It's not just a bunch of fart noises and outtakes from us. <laughs> yep. Maybe, maybe in April. Okay. <laughs> well, um, before we go any further, Nathan, I'm just going to have to do this. Okay, there we go. Make sure that's open. Lucky you. Mm. Well, usually I'm the one not drinking, so. Uh, I have to dad later, so. <laughs> oh, one second. I just got all over my tablet. Oh, oh my tab. <laughs> all right. Uh... <laughs> Brendan said when he opened that beer, just put it on my tab. <laughs> lit (laughs) oh boy nathan we're talking about uh, a notoriously bad (laughs) thing today oh frank capra's it's a wonderful life oh i love that movie okay (laughs) you do not that's all right oh okay it's a lot more um it's a lot more uh nasty than i thought it was going to be i watched it for the first time like not that long ago yeah now, we are talking about a Christmas classic, <laughs> the Star Wars Holiday Special, first aired and only aired on one night in 1978. This is not available anywhere. Yeah, the bane of George Lucas's existence. Well, and that's kind of the first thing I want to talk about a little, a little bit of a... A uh, little bit. He's a little bit of um, a hypocrite, or a, maybe a liar, I guess. Because <laughs> George Lucas likes to say this is kind of that you know that thing that got away. That he was just like, oh yeah, they'll take care of it. I'm, I had almost nothing to do with this Star Star Wars holiday special. George Lucas was the one who insisted this film center on Chewbacca's family. Number one. Okay. He would not budge on the fact that this would start with 10 minutes of Chewbacca's family just making grunting noises with no subtitles and no humans, number two. <laughs> and number three, he says he he kind of left it and walked away. But according to the actress who played Lumpy, who, by the way, she's still alive, so that's that's cool. Good. Um, <laughs> this must have been a fucking awful set. But <laughs> according to the actress who played Lumpy, um, they were sending him dailies for approval. So, George Lucas, you are a fucking liar. Because, man, everything I've heard about this is that he said it and forget it. Yeah, no. he he. I think he had a lot more to do with it than he's letting on. He didn't write it, granted. Mm. Didn't direct and it. And there were probably a lot of things. He didn't direct it, yeah. He, there were probably a lot of things that happened that he didn't, you know, A, either care about or B, notice. Mm. But <laughs> he definitely in, did that whole retrospect thing where he's like, oh. Oh, no, no, I did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not one little bit of the in this in this special was me. I just remember the uh, I, the urban legend that he would go to conventions just to buy up bootlegs to destroy them. <laughs> I have heard that. Yeah. He said that if I had a ham, uh, if I uh, could go around and get every copy and just break it with a hammer, I would. Yeah. 
He was actually the closest it's ever got, gotten to getting a release was when the uh, Star Wars trilogy, the original trilogy, was re-released on uh, DVD okay. uh, and Blu-ray, like the last one they did. Yeah. He almost put it as a special feature, and at the last second, he decided against it. <laughs> you, actually, I feel that was unwise. I felt he should have done that, because uh, if he had, he would have been able to tell people to hold that up next to the prequels and see how much complaining you do. Yeah, hey, hey, uh, hey, Star Wars fanboy, fuckboys, complain about The Last Jedi now, why don't you? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so, um, I think the best quote about this movie, before we just jump in here, is that someone said, I'm not entirely convinced that this special wasn't ultimately written and directed by a sentient bag of cocaine. <laughs> I, I feel, I, I don't know, man, I... I, I think Maximum Overdrive was better. <laughs> I, I mean, I, <laughs> Maximum Overdrive if, is Citizen Kane compared to this movie. <laughs> so to say that, uh, you know, Sentient Cocaine's other movie... <laughs> it, was, it was the Sentient Bag of Cocaine's dumber, younger brother. Okay. <laughs> It's like it's like the um, the Billy Carter of sentient bags of cocaine. <laughs> oh, but Nathan, this is a little different for us. We're doing a TV special, but this is a, this is a wallop. So let's let's just start off with the stock footage of Star Wars. Yes, we do start with a, uh, a film clip fight. <laughs> yep, <laughs> clearly taken from the first movie, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Which I think even like. The scenes of Han and Chewie, I'm pretty sure, are just from the first movie with new dialogue looped in. I'm pretty yeah. sure, because you don't really see his mouth move. It's always, like, kind of concealed by, like, dark. <laughs> you mean for Han? Oh, no. I think, actually, if you, I don't know, depending on the what you're watching it on, uh, you can absolutely see the difference in the camera quality. Oh, okay. Right? Because if you're watching the... the, the parts that were used for the the tv show mm-hmm. they've definitely got a very 70s sitcom or like pbs movie you think of it uh like if you were watching overdrawn at the memory bank but they spliced in uh like some uh, footage of raul julia in some other movie that was released in theaters you would absolutely be able to tell what was the spliced in footage and what was the PBS footage? That's true. And like normally that would be, I think maybe it would have been more obvious if the quality of any, you know, any of the, these bootlegs was halfway decent. <laughs> Cause these are all, these are all basically recorded off TV. Yes. They were from 1978. These are like 40 year old recordings. 1970. Well, let me see here. Uh, this started making the rounds on the file sharing services probably back in the early 2000s because mm-hmm. that's when like you know LimeWire and BearShare and Kazaa Kazaa as well they were all they were all um starting to kind of ramp up especially after the whole Napster thing yeah so, Napster was off crying in a corner <laughs> so that would have been 20 years 22 or 3 years after the fact mm-hmm. uh, cuz this was in 78 so the footage that you're looking at is you know it'd be 20 year old VHS tapes 
Yeah. That's the quality that we're looking at here. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. But you know what's not rough? The fantastic cast that they have in this thing. (laughs) Jesus. They got the original cast members, except for the chap who played R2-D2. Yeah, because R two D two plays himself in this in this special. <laughs> yes, interesting <laughs> well, tidbit because it's a tidbit that's interesting. R two D two, yes, because it's an interesting tidbit. R two D two was uh, controlled by, I believe, Lucas's receptionist or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the, the, there wasn't even a little person in the in the robot like in the other in all the movies. Everybody else right. got a piece of the pie except for the the one guy who uh... <laughs> I honestly I think Kenny Baker was probably relieved. <laughs> yes, because apparently he hated uh a lot of times shooting the R2 stuff because of like how just gross and cramped it would and hot it would get in there. I can only imagine how horrible that was. Mm. I mean, y- yes, you're part of a, you know, one of the biggest franchises of all time, if not the biggest franchises of all time. But you know, fuck, it's a hell of a journey to get there. Yeah, right. And the the Wookies get their kayfabe names. Everybody gets it introduced. Mm. Oh yeah, so it's 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 very TV variety special introductions. Yeah, and they're like Harvey Corman, Beatrice Arthur, uh, Art Kearney. And the Jefferson Starship. (laughs) (laughs) Naming off all the people. Peter Mayhew, uh, the voice of James Earl Jones as Darth Vader, which is the first time he ever got credited for it. Yep. Um, Poor guy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Finally get his credit. It's in this garbage. R2-D2 as (laughs) R2-D2. And introducing Chewbacca's family, who we will not credit as the actors. No actor credit for them. Although, you know, like, at least they don't have their name directly attached to it. And they yeah, I think they were on. probably fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> Judging by the fact that none of them really sought out work after. No. Um, we have Chewbacca's wife, Mala. Yeah. We have uh, his... At first, I thought they said Nala, like from The Lion King. Right. I was like, Disney, you hacks. <laughs> uh, Mala, his wife. Lumpy, his son, who has like a weird noise that only he makes that was irritating and also terrifying (laughs) um and then there's itchy his father who has like a weird like lower jaw jutting out thing it looks like uh, like i said if you take your hand and and rest your chin on Mm. the the back of your palm and leaving your fingers sticking out in front of your nose that's what his lower jaw looked like (laughs) Yep. <laughs> so after we were introduced to this family, I mean, let's just say it, for the first 10 minutes, they are literally walking around and making Wookiee noises. Well, that's the way we can see what they're doing and not be distracted by the nuanced dialogue. And we can just look <laughs> at them and go, Wookiees, they're just like us. Also, apparently on Kashyyyk, there is indoor-outdoor carpeting. <laughs> because that's all through the house. That green uh, pool carpeting. Yeah. And then whenever they cut to the external of the house, it's literally a cartoon. Yes. 
So, I mean, yeah, it's 10 minutes of Wookiees making noises at the beginning. I mean, we, we meet the family. Uh, Lumpy likes to, I guess, there was a moment where Lumpy goes onto the balcony and climbs up, and I thought he was going to jump. Like, jump, Lumpy, jump. Jump, <laughs> Lumpy, like, jump. <laughs> that is, a, that is a, a dark early turn for this special. <laughs> he just turns into, like, the tiny Tim of this movie. Well, it gets, it, it, it gets darker later, so... <laughs> Strap in, kids. Yeah, but then okay. So the thing with this special is, guys, and and there's going to be large sections where we're just going to be like, this happens for ten minutes, then this happens because ten fucking minutes. Yeah, there are literally just sections like after this happens, uh, they're waiting for Chewbacca to make it home for Life Day, which is like their Christmas, I guess. Yes, and. Lumpy is very sad, so Itchy is like, let's watch this miniature holographic circus. Yeah. Uh, for conservatively five minutes? Yeah, it, it went on forever. <laughs> and I don't know how this is supposed to be impressive. Like, it's, just, it's just people doing, like, the most, I'm not, I mean, you know, acrobats, kudos to you, but it's the most routine stuff that we've all seen a million times. And also, I mean, not to say that it's it's not impressive, uh, mm. to, to see the stuff that they're doing, but the fact that this was recorded and they had they would have had multiple attempts to get this down right, it's it doesn't have the same thrill or intrigue as if you were seeing it live. Yeah, exactly. If this was all, oh, can you imagine if they had tried to do this as a live special? <laughs> Holy shit! <sighs> oh, would have been it. it it wouldn't have been. It would have been even easier to find now. <laughs> There'd be so many fuck ups. <laughs> Although arguably, disaster. <laughs> arguably there is a fuck up here that I think I think there was that I noticed anyway. Is when you can when you see the circus performers and you like they're obviously they're like see through or whatever because mm-hmm. they're holograms. I think they forgot that Lumpy wasn't supposed to be a hologram. Yeah, because he's also see through. <laughs> I just figured that was part of his trip. Like he must have been tripping balls. <laughs> That's what I figure was going on there. Like we are outside of, uh, uh, we're inside of Lumpy's head. Actually, uh, that's why he's partially see through. <laughs> we are Lumpy. Bump, 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 bump. Oh, sorry, that's not that. <laughs> P- patrons, listeners, we somebody wrote the script for this and literally wrote circus performers do stuff for five pages. Like yeah. that is what was written on the page. Yeah, and so that is supposed to uh, alleviate the concern of Chewbacca's family, or not so much alleviate the concern, but distract them, I guess, would be a better way to say it. Yeah. Uh, but Mala's not having any of it. She is. She wants to know where her husband is, mm-hmm. and so she starts getting onto their home computer. Uh, it's the only way I can describe it. And so. <laughs> checking air traffic control, which is a thing. Yeah, I guess they have, like, a satellite dish that can just scan the sky. I thought it was weird that they sent her a bunch of hugs and kisses. <laughs> She's just XOXOXO. I did see that, too. <laughs> I think they forgot, like, I think they had, like, a placeholder image in there for the special effect, and then they forgot to, like, remove it with what it actually should have been there. <laughs> but she does she does manage to, um, uh, to get through, and, uh, but to... She gets first. She gets through to to Luke, to Luke and R two and C three PO. Yeah, and I was like, it's it's R it's R two D two sitcom, <laughs> and and Luke 
there was something about it. Like, he looked so different. Like, was this after the car accident? No, this was before. Okay. Because this, he was like, this was, he, I actually have a note. He was really man pretty at this time. He was very gaunt. He was, but the, his, he did, his face, it's, that's what I was saying. Like, his, his, his face, you can tell the difference Mm -hmm. if you look at, you know, the first Star Wars versus, uh, like, Empire and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it, it was Jedi where he, he had really, like, suffered in between that and Empire, right? Or was it before Empire? I'm, I I know, I just know it was after the first, after the first Star Wars movie, and I'm pretty sure it was, it was uh, after this as well. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. Yeah, so, so Luke, so we have a real moment where you really test the limits, and by that I mean see how horrible the costumes are and what limited mobility they have in the face, <laughs> because Luke says... Don't worry, Chewie will be home. Mala, where's my smile? And she doesn't move at all. And he goes, that's, there it is. <laughs> she was smiling with her eyes. Yeah. Mala, who, by the way, the design of Mala is Chewbacca with lipstick. Yes. That's all it is. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so Mala, having contacted Luke Skywalker and, and R2-D2 and not gotten any info on Han or Chewie, uh, decides to check in with her local, uh, I don't know, is he a junk dealer, electronics dealer, or something like that? He's a junk dealer that, like... But I he's he, he's like, affiliated with, like, the, the Rebels. Yeah, and he's kind of a con artist, too, I think, sort of. Yes, but it's it's always to uh, to, to screw the Empire. He he helps the good guys and, and gives the gears to the bad guys. Yeah, and I didn't know that Ed Norton was old enough to have been in this special. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, good one. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, and it was right here where we've got... Uh, Art Carney interacting with, uh, uh, I don't know, like, I, I, an Imperial commander. Yeah, and that's, yeah. Not <laughs> the really camera and acting uh, on display here reminded me of Sega CD FMV video games. <laughs> yeah, it's every, it's really funny because I would argue every, if not most of the guest stars are like, I'm just going to do my thing. This is Star Wars. That's fine. But I'm just going to do me and you just give me the buzzwords. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look. What I, ha- I have to say, f- I have to say wall screen customer. Really? <laughs> Proton. Okay. <laughs> and then he starts, he starts laying out, you know, uh, trying to give Mala information, what he knows, but he's got to do it in code. Yeah, it's like in uh, when Gerard Butler does it in uh, Geostorm. Yeah. <laughs> Makes about as much sense. Yeah, I like where he's like that. That that big was he said big hairy carpet. Yeah, well, so we were able to get there. He was able to do it, you know, by hand, by himself, you know, hand solo. I was like, jeez. That's it's not it's not a code when you're essentially saying his name. Yeah, that guard is the dumbest guard in the world. Yes. <laughs> well, he bought he he does buy that uh, that manscaping tool. I thought he just took it. Well, yeah, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Uh, some more egregious use of film clips. Yeah, Darth Vader. Uh, it's clearly the shot from the first movie because it has that little bit where as Darth Vader's going around the corner, that little droid goes around. Mm-hmm. And that, I like that's like a, I don't know if it's iconic, but it's one of those shots I've just always remembered because it's like that little box droid. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay. And, and he says like, I'm going to stop them before Life Day or something like that. Yeah. And this is where we get the the second best part of our viewing of, of this, and that's be the commercials. And I know it sounds kind of sick, and I often think of it this. Uh, I was the kind of person who would record something and then fast forward through the commercials or if i wanted to record something just so i could have the copy to watch afterwards i would pause the recording and cut out the commercials Mm -hmm. now i still if i pvr something i'm still flipping through the commercials but if i'm looking for old television on like youtube or other various completely legal ways to get it Mm-hmm. I want them to have left the commercials in. It's yeah, sick. Yeah, this was this was a present. Yes. <laughs> My um, the only one I have written down from this commercial break is the uh, trail tracker. I have the uh, what would I have? Yes, the Kenner, Ken- the, uh, Kenner's trail tracker. It's like the car that you draw and it like follows the path. Yeah, and I was like, oh my fucking god! Like, give me that fucking toy. Where where was that? Yeah, and then there's but there's also a, a GM commercial where they they tout their love of their uh, workers' unions. Let's flash <laughs> yeah. forward about thirty or forty years, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, history is funny. Yeah. Uh, but we come back to uh, Mala uh, getting ready to pr- prepare the feast for Life Day, and she's watching uh, uh, a cooking show on her satellite TV, I guess. And mm-hmm. this is our first appearance of, of Harvey Corman as an alien Julia Child. Yeah, and okay, maybe this was just the shitty reception that I was watching this with. Was he wearing blackface no it's like it was um because it looked like he had no, much darker skin he did it wasn't his it wasn't his but it was like uh almost like a sh- a silver sheen that they were trying to get because they were trying to get to look like uh um gosh almost like a uh a, a star trek alien uh or okay. a gray you know what i mean okay yeah, because on my TV it looked brown, and I was like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, even if that was the case, it wasn't like he was doing stereotypical uh, Jar Jar Binksian stuff. Well, and that's why I was the most surprised. <laughs> I was like, why would you do that? I was I, I mean, was kind of weird that he wasn't, you know, there was no joke about him drinking cooking sherry. <laughs> mm. Is this a... What is that a reference to? Well, no, it's just that... Um, have you ever seen oh. Gremlins 2? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they have a Julia Child's archetype, and right. she's... I like to cook with a lot of sherry, and she's, you know... And it's always a... It's a kind of a tropey sitcom joke uh, from the 70s and 80s that, you know, uh, someone who would do a lot of baking would... would baking with sherry and they're constantly drinking the cooking sherry nobody does have a catchy little jingle <laughs> stir stir whisk whisk stomp stomp is so that, that the one you're talking about 
Yeah, th- okay. this scene goes on for what, 35 minutes? At least a year. At least a year. <laughs> it's so. It just. Every scene in this movie, it just goes on and on and on and on. <laughs> it's almost like they're padding it out or something. I don't know. Love. Exciting and new. Uh, we have another stock footage fight. Yeah, just more stuff about Han and Chewie trying to make it home. Mm-hmm. And then the Empire declares martial law on Chewie's planet of, uh, what is it called? Kashyyyk? Kashyyyk. Yeah. Um, but luckily, Art Carney is there to uh, to come over to, to visit the family. And he, he... Did I hear right where he's like, did you get those mind evaporators? Yep. Okay, I just want to be sure that that's what I heard. <laughs> that's what he said. Don't know what they're using those for, but uh, yeah. well, I mean, I do, but also what? So he starts he starts handing out uh, like gifts or something to just kind of help oh. and and Luffy and Itchy feel better. But this is where fucking he gives Itchy some space porno. This was upsetting. And he basically has demolition man sex with this thing. Oh, he straight up jizzes. <laughs> and Look. They, again, it goes on for at least six months. Yeah, and this is guest star Diane Carroll, who, I mean, I'm just going to play the clip here. My voice is for you alone. I am found in your eyes only. I exist for you. I am in your mind as you create me. Oh, yes. I can feel my creation. (laughs) I'm getting your message. Are you getting mine? Oh, oh. We are excited, aren't we? Yes. So yeah, she's just like, oh, you want me? Oh, oh I can tell. I'm your fantasy. And then he, and then he literally makes a sound like he's having an orgasm. <laughs> so upset. Like again, Star Wars. Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> this is what everyone wants. You don't want Luke and Han and Leia going on another adventure with well, Chewie. You, no. And- you want to see a Wookiee have an orgasm. <laughs> and, and just have the original cast pop in from time to time. Like right now, when the princess calls, or they call the princess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just it's just the same thing. It's just, I don't know where Chewie is. Yeah. You'll find him. <laughs> it, it, it's, like, it's like that joke in The Simpsons where it's like, whenever Poochie's not around, every character should say, Where's Poochie? <laughs> so after that, this is when the stormtroopers show up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then we go to commercial. <laughs> oh, and then we get the best commercial for and my favorite anyway. Always look for the, the union, union label, label. <laughs> and it's about like ladies' undergarments. Well, yeah, I think yeah. It's just like don't buy foreign ladies' undergarments, right? <laughs> it's like wait, that's a, it's a very sp- specific cause. <laughs> there was uh, there were commercials for own the family 
Alice, uh, the Lucille Ooh, Ball. A nice AT&T one. Yeah. Um, where the guy is really happy about being given a landline phone. <laughs> uh, a Dallas. What's... Oh, Comtracks. Uh, interestingly enough, still being made. Wow. Yep. Just got to, It's got a little different look now. I also liked the... Uh, I think this was the last one. It was the Reggie Jackson candy bar. Oh, yeah, that was the last one. Uh, well, that, no, it was... There was that. There was a promo for the Bible, the movie. <laughs> that would be... And you, you think people complain now about leaving out parts of the book in the movie adaptation? Right. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then uh, there was uh, a, a special that week. Uh, uh, or, no, Dolly had her, Dolly Parton had a, uh, a variety show. It was on Saturday at 7. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of, like, circusy-type variety show advertisements. Yeah. Uh, which I, they, were, they were in vogue at the time. Without having seen any of those other specials, I guarantee mm-hmm. you they were all better than this. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Although probably all had the same guests. <laughs> Art Kearney's like, oh, another one. Another one of these things. <laughs> do, I have to, do I have to talk to people in giant fucking carpet costumes again? <laughs> uh, hmm. So we come back to the show. Uh, the Nazis are there uh, rifling through their stuff. And uh, we get a fast-talking Carney. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, comedy points. Wouldn't it be great if he he had been doing the Tazak like the Ziss? Is that a wrestling reference, technically? Tazak? Tazak like the Zat. What wrestling reference is that? Well, no, it's it's Carney speak. Oh, okay, this is where you okay, get the okay. term kayfabe and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's sort of close. Even if it wasn't, wrestling. we're talking about wrestling now. So either way, it's secure. Got it in. Yep. <laughs> and it wasn't uh, lazy, so shut up, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, Izzy, Stizzy, Stizzy. Those are their names forever. <laughs> They they are the Imperial troops are a little suspicious about Mala's present. Yes. And Art Carney is like, no no, look, it's just a musical performance by Jefferson Starship. <laughs> and that goes on for ten thousand years. It's like, who can we get to be in the Star Wars Hall? Jefferson Starship. You don't think it's a little on the nose, Phil? <laughs> Yeah, really though. Like, oh, now I kind of want to see Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, but Jefferson Starship instead. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they do their own voices. And the, well, as long as we get Michael Bell, we'll be all right. <laughs> Ack. Um. Uh, apparently, apparently the uh, the lead singer of Jefferson Starship. I didn't read the full quote, but he talked about this special, and he basically said it was a mess even for our little segment because we showed up to shoot it. Nobody had any idea what we were supposed to do, and we said, "Okay, so what song are we singing? This song?" And they were like, "Yeah, cool, sure." <laughs> well, and that's it. Like they would have had to be on set when any of this stuff was filmed because their stuff was just a holographic projection. Mm-hmm. Why do we have Lumpy the Unholy? Oh, that's probably because we got a bunch of close-ups to Lumpy's face at this point. And you can really see that there's a person under that mask. And it's also horrifying. Yes. Yeah. So after the Jefferson Starship performance, um, Art Carney's basically kicked out. And the troops are like, we're going to keep searching for, I don't know, whatever. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, while they're doing this, we get another uh, segment that kind of takes us away because Lumpy starts watching cartoons. But this one is so good. <laughs> this is the only, the only redeeming part of this entire special. Yep. The Boba Fett cartoon. And this was before Boba Fett was in any of the movies. Right. Because it was just the first one. In, yeah, he would have been introduced in uh, Empire. Was he even in Empire? Oh, yeah, towards well, the he, end, yeah. Okay, so he was introduced in Empire, but he would have been in the first Star Wars movie if they had left all the scenes in. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Because they had the Jabba thing and stuff. Yes. Uh, but I got it, it, it. It looked... It was done by Novana. Uh, mm-hmm. Canadian, Toronto-based uh, cartoon folks, uh, and it looked like the droids cartoon. I don't know if you ever had a chance to see that. That uh, might have been before uh, your time a bit. I have not. Um, but it looked it looked like that. But it, it was also a, a cross between that style and kind of like heavy metal. Mm. That's what it reminded me of. I did write down that Han Solo's design was kind of scary. It was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> He had, like, the longest face I've ever seen. And the thing with this whole thing, for me, was that, was this what was supposed to be happening? Or was this, like, surveillance footage, but they turned it into a cartoon? Or they're like, you know what, we're going to make a cartoon about these rebel heroes and somehow get them to voice act their own parts? Yeah, so I was confused. so confused about that because at first it's like, okay, he's just watching a cartoon, but it's kind of weird that his dad is in it. And okay, so now he's acting as if it's real because every time the troopers come around, he like hit it. Yeah. And then when like he's back watching to it. some secret communique. Yeah, and then now, he's like cheering at the end when, you know, they succeed and Boba Fett kind of. Turns out to be a turncoat and flies away, and I'm like, what? But in fairness... Um, in fairness? No, nope, not how it works. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, if he was watching, I don't know, uh, anti-Empire propaganda, maybe that would be why he was hiding it. Like, the way you would have to hide uh, dissident um, literature in, you know... Uh, an oppressive reg- regime mm-hmm. sort of thing. He did seem legitimately concerned, though, that his, his dad wasn't going to make it out. Fair. Very fair. So that's, that's what I was a little confused about, if this was supposed to be real or not. Maybe in this version of Star Wars, cartoons are real life? I don't fucking know. All that aside, we get yeah. some more commercials. It's the only, by the way, again, I will stress, the animated thing is like, I don't know, five minutes long, and it's literally the only good part of this whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you get one with the commercials in it, it's the second only good thing about this whole thing. (laughs) Because we get another GM commercial for quality assurance, people. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you think that Duncan Hines' yellow cake is the way to go, um, let me tell you, Pillsbury yellow cake is so much more moist. And by the way, yellow cake is also a type of uranium. <laughs> I, yellow cake just doesn't. Yeah, that's definitely where I heard it before. Because as soon as they said yellow cake in the commercial, I'm like that doesn't sound appetizing in the slightest. 
Also, this is where we we also have a brief uh, news clip during the uh, commercials. And I wrote down, selling government documents to the Russians. Wait, did this special come out this year? (laughs) Yeah, there was, uh, it, it was kind of interesting to see how that... Uh, the, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Right? <laughs> there was also a trailer for a movie called Wild Geese. Yes. That is apparently playing at three theaters. That are no longer around. I guarantee you they've all been torn down and replaced with an AMC. 100%. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do I have here? We got that one. Oh, yeah, because uh, dur- the commercial interrupts the cartoon, and then we come back and finish the cartoon. Yes, because but the the Dunkin' Donuts guy was in uh, a commercial too for Hot City. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, anyways, back to why we came. Uh, the Mad Magazine Han Solo. I mean, Boba Fett cartoon. Yep. <laughs> this Han Solo <laughs> looked like he was taken from Mad Magazine. Oh, Han Solo looked like he was on acid. Yeah, and okay, so. This we find out that that C three PO and R two have found out that Boba Fett was talking to Darth Vader, uh, mm-hmm. and obviously he's a bounty hunter, so he's uh, we know that okay he's trying to capture uh, Han and Chewie, but he also saves Han and Chewie. Yeah, so I didn't understand. Yeah, well, I'm assuming that they want them alive. But mm-hmm. they 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 curse him as a as a traitorous turncoat. I'm like, you know what? He did save you, so <laughs> I think it's more of a wash at this point. Yeah, and then he just kind of like jetpacks away, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yep, <laughs> great job, guys. But this could have been something that where they were trying to backdoor pilot something because mm-hmm. the. Like I said, the drawing, uh, the art style was very reminiscent of the Droids cartoon that came out. Uh, I think it about five years later, I think five or six. Mm-hmm. It's um, very reminiscent of like it's kind of reminiscent to me of like the early, early, early seasons of Saturday Night Live, like the first two, mm-hmm. where it still kind of felt like an actual variety show rather than like now it's basically a comedy show. It's just a sketch comedy show with with a Music. musical break, yeah. Yeah, like, back then it was so, like, kind of crazy. There was all kinds of different things. Even a few things here and there that wouldn't even be comedy. And that's kind of like... I mean, this this is obviously, like, the shitty version of that. But it's like... Do you remember that super <laughs> serious uh, John Belushi one they did? Oh, where he's, like, going to visit the graves? The graves? Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they had, like, short films back then. And, like, I'd say a good 75% of them weren't comedic. No, they were just something different you know it's mm-hmm. a variety yeah so it, it definitely feels like they're doing something like that and 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 the cartoon you're right it, it does feel like something they were like well maybe we can get this continued yeah because it they leave it open for that exact thing to happen and they they kind of yep. do because he shows up obviously at the end of empire right but mm-hmm Moving on. Uh, yeah, we, we have to we... get to the next Harvey Corman performance. <laughs> well, f- before that, we come back to um, back to the, their place, and the stormtroopers are just trashing lumpy stuff, mm-hmm. like just with with reckless abandon and glee almost. 
And yep. uh, there is at one point where they're like, huh. it, it's almost like they they stop short and go, yeah, we wrecked his stuff. Yeah, see how we wrecked his stuff? Yeah, we wrecked his stuff. <laughs> they might as well have like kicked a puppy at the same time or something. Right. Uh, so next we have that you write the Harvey Corman instructional video on how to run your Harvey Corman. I don't know. Yeah, so I guess we find out later that he's building a toy, like, well, it's not a toy, I guess, but he's building a piece of equipment that will, like, send out a fake alert that would uh, get the stormtroopers off their back. Yes. And Harvey Corman is a robot explaining how to put it together, but he's, like, malfunctioning at the same time. To what I wrote, that those are the best takes they could do? Yes! <laughs> it's it's <laughs> not a live performance. It's a video you send out with this thing. <laughs> Like, who was their editor and their director? <laughs> who couldn't have said, hey, can we get another core bot in here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and and I just wrote down, too, that this segment, like, I mean... could So dry. Nothing, yeah, just... nothing against Harvey Corman at all. He's a very talented comedian, obviously, one of the legends, but this segment fucking died. Yeah, but we do get to see his robo-O face at one point. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was uh, that was another upsetting moment. Robo gasm. Of the many, of the many. But no, we get we get our commercials <gasps> and our favorite one, Nathan. Yes, it's Tobor. Tobor, and they say in the fucking ad, Tobor is robot spelled backwards. I fucking cheered when I, I saw like, this commercial, and then I when they actually it. when they actually said that at the end, yeah. oh man, it was like our podcast had become sentient and traveled back in time. <laughs> man, if fucking George Lopez had popped up in that commercial. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't know, 20? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then there's a really great, like, patriotic ad that I didn't know what it was until the end. There's, like, an eagle and shit, and then it was, like, Whirlpool. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, I was like, what the fuck, Whirlpool? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you have to be a proud American or something like that. It's a little overreaching. It was uh, crazy. A, a thing I did notice in, in some of the commercials that were in the uh, in the one we got, there was a lot of fashion ones, and I was like, oh, oh, some of them were like high fashion names, and you could see the 80s in them. <laughs> it's like, were oh. they being sold outside of nightclubs? I, I don't believe so, no. They weren't tangerine <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Or clothes to wear when one simply does not know what to wear. <laughs> oh wow! I'm surprised you remember. I don't even remember that. That's not. I not. I know that's not verbatim. That's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, we go back and, uh, I guess to 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 see how the other half lives. They watch this thing where life on Tatooine make it's yourself re- feel better about your it's station required. of life. It's required. It's required viewing. <laughs> How in the fuck do they enforce that? I don't know. <laughs> but it like, and, and it's like it's not even like you know it's not even like brainwashing thing. It's just like a sitcom in a in the cantina. Yeah, and it's like just sit down and feel better about your station in life. So yeah, this to them is like our. Maury Povich show or Jerry Springer where you just <laughs> I was confused too because I was like is this supposed to be real life is this supposed to be a sitcom like it, it... I guess 
I, I thought it was I thought it was supposed to be real life because they had yeah. the they had the Cantina band. Yeah, yeah, and and they had um, Hammerhead was there. <laughs> Greedo was there. It wasn't Greedo. It was a different name. It definitely looked a lot no, like Greedo. The, it though. was the same species. It was the same alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Greedo okay, was dead I, at this point. Because I wrote this. This just really throws a wrench into that who shot first argument. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get to find out that B is a sassy lady. Oh, B Arthur is not having any of any of this shit. Yeah, especially that guy who uh, keeps hitting on her. <laughs> and pouring orange juice into his head. Into his fucking head. That was so weird. Also, another Harvey Corman performance. Yes. <laughs> the third. <laughs> <laughs> well, you pay for Harvey Corman, you use him. God damn it. <laughs> use him to his fullest extent. But the thing was, there was this big bouncer looking guy. Who mm-hmm. easily could have taken care of the situation, and she, B. Arthur, kept. Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yep. And then yeah. and then as the uh, Imp- Imperials basically announce this new curfew, and say, you know, everyone return to your homes immediately. Mm-hmm. We get uh, a precursor to what happens later with uh, when someone sings lyrics to a theme song is that the Cantina theme that we all know and love. Is slowed down a little bit, and B. Arthur croons us a tune. She certainly does. Just one more round, friend, then a homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. And and there's a, a rodent of unusual sizes in this whole exchange. Oh, that was scary. So we get to tie in the Princess Bride universe as well. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, she looks at it like lovingly, like she pats its head or whatever. And I was like, yeah. that is the best acting in this entire movie so far. <laughs> but through this crooning, uh, she does manage to convince folks to to go to leave uh, because of the curfew and then mm-hmm. she sees everybody out and finally she sees Droopy McCool and his band out um, <laughs> and then it's all all done and for some reason I have a fucking note way to go lumpy uh, lumpy do something I don't remember I, all I remember at this point is him sending out that signal oh well that might have been it I'm pretty deep in t- uh, into the, the viewing at this point so I'd probably had a drink or two <laughs> um because up next we got commercials for anison and real panties in your pantyhose <laughs> and a great egg mcmuffin commercial we do it all for you because that used to be their slogan i love i love uh i'm being 100 serious mcdonald's is like the king of commercials <laughs> Like yes. that commercial where the two old guys are like one guy's trying to sing the jingle and he can't quite get it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, you'll get it one of these days. It's so folksy. And I'm like, this totally would have worked on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently it was only like 
four grand for a new car in 1978. Yup. Yeah. And um, there was a show being advertised called Flying High. The fuck was that? I believe it was, uh, you know, it was a sitcom about flight attendants. And it was nice that Schneider was able to do the intro or the, you know, the <laughs> be there in the corner saying, eh, watch Flying High on CBS. <laughs> it looked really, uh, it looked really like dirty. It looked like a seventies British comedy or something. Well, I, I, th- I think it was a later, or later night sitcom, so it was probably more adult oriented. There was also an ad for the Wiz, the Wiz playing at those three theaters that are <laughs> no longer open. Yep. Uh, confession: I've never seen the Wiz. I, I think I've seen. I've only seen snippets. Okay. I I know he's on down the road and a, a few other things from it, but I've never seen it from beginning to end. I think what stopped me is that it's very long. Yeah. So I I've, I've I mean one day probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So all right. So we go back to uh, the Kashik, and um, this this is where Han and Chewie, there they get, they get there. Uh, mm-hmm. Right at the time where the rest of the Imperial guys have gone out, uh, they're because they're out looking for. They left a stormtrooper there, uh, right. and the stormtrooper starts uh, basically accosting Lumpy. Mm-hmm. They're chasing them around, and then uh, Chewbacca shows up, and the stormtrooper pulls the blaster on him. He's like, you know, don't move, that sort of thing. So they they've got Lumpy and Chewbacca outside uh, at gunpoint. Uh, Han Solo sneaks up from behind, uh, and there's a little bit of tussle with the stormtrooper, and we have murder in a a fucking Christmas special. Yep, he literally just trips them, and the stormtrooper goes tumbling over the side. (laughs) And they're just like, what are you going to do? I'm like, they're going to come looking for him. Yeah, well, they kind of take care of that, don't they? They do, because that's with the return of Kearney. Um, <laughs> he he says that he'll take care of it. But here's the point of the show that I really took notice of something that, that I haven't seen a lot of uh, lately. And that is uh, a spark of life and joy in the eye of Harrison Ford. <laughs> Wait, you said you, you, you did see a spark of joy? Uh, more than I've seen as of late. Oh, because my note was that he looked fucking miserable. (laughs) No, not... I mean, let's compare him in this to Hollywood... Hollywood... Yeah, Hollywood... uh, Hollywood... Homicide. Oh, yeah, that movie, okay. I will will grant it to you that his look of absolute misery doesn't come till later in the special. Right. I'll point it out when we get there. Okay. So... (laughs) Um. So Han Solo basically is like peace. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't they? They tell the um, uh, I don't know the commanders uh that the stormtrooper went nuts and robbed them. And yeah, and the guy's the like, well, okay, I guess that checks out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did they? Did they Jedi mind trick him over, over the radio? I don't know. Yeah, Art Carney is a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> And then this is where things get really weird. They put on the oh. robes and they I'm like, are I'm they I'm sorry, did you now? say this is? Yes. Where it gets really weird. So it, it was it was 
pretty straightforward. It for was this. quite. It was quite weird before, but now it's even, really weird. Yeah, yeah, because the life day celebrations begin. Yeah, and they they put on robes and walk through a portal, and then we get a, an ad for FTD florists. <laughs> and I'm like, go back to the show. I want to know what the hell is going on. No, we have to sell Fruit of the Loom and Breezy for your vagina. <laughs> fruit of the Loom, which was like a grandmother talking to a bunch of people in fruit costumes. Which actually was their... Uh, that was like their ad campaign for, not kidding, decades. <laughs> Guys dressed up as the fruit from the Fruit of the Looms. That's great. Yep. There was a, a fashion ad, too, at this point, where it was like, you could dress just as well for $78. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, inflation. <laughs> so we go back, and now that we're at, like, I don't know, the, are they have, have they in, in the, the clearing at the end of the path or something? Because they're at, I don't know, they're, they're here in this space. And they've got robes on. And it's a I'm cult. like, well, is the, I was, I actually noted, uh, uh, so well, Wookiees are Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kept expecting them to all drink from a chalice at one point. Right. Um, at one point, I don't know, they, they, they make, they, they allude to the fact that C3PO and R2D2 aren't, um, I don't know. They're not considered people, or they wish they three PO wishes he could feel, or something along those lines. And I'm like, they clearly have a sentience about them. They understand feeling mm-hmm. because C three PO is oftentimes offended or taken aback by stuff. R two D two is a sassy little bastard, <laughs> and so they both know. And they both feel, I don't know why this line is in here. It took me out of the whole thing. Just this one thing. <laughs> Carrie Fisher's musical numbers next. <gasps> so, you want to learn a little bit of background about this musical number? Please. So, this was one thing that I, th- I thought, okay, somebody who wrote this and obviously had no idea what Star Wars was wrote this because they were like, oh, Carrie Fisher can hold a tune. Nope, this was 1,000% Carrie Fisher's insistence. Really? So according to Bruce Valanche, who was one of the writers on this show. Yeah, exactly. You may remember from uh, Hollywood Squares in the 90s. Yeah. Um, He said that Carrie Fisher was only willing to appear under the condition that she got to sing. He said that she was going through her Joni Mitchell period. Okay. And she came into the office and played a couple of ballads on a piano. She was singing about heartbreak and all the Joni Mitchell things. She very much wanted to show this side of her talent. And there was general dismay because this was not what we wanted Princess Leia to be doing. No. she And she sings to the tune of the Star Wars theme. Yes. <laughs> that was really funny. Oh, so strange. <laughs> A day that 
while she's doing it, um, there's a whole, like, all the Wookiees are, like, murmuring together, and it was very disquieting. (laughs) Because they were plotting her death. They're going to kill her and eat her like a bunch of Ewoks. (laughs) Can you imagine? This movie just ends up the Wookiees just slaughtering all of them. (laughs) Oh, and this was the moment, too, Nathan. I I mentioned this about Harrison Ford. While she's singing and they're cutting to other characters' faces... That was the moment where I was like, holy shit, he looks like he wants to die. Okay, see, the part where I saw the the life in his eye was right around the time he saved Lumpy and Chewie. Mm. Chewie and Lumpy, good fucking God. (laughs) Multiple writers. (laughs) And and, And then I wrote down, and now let's just show scenes from Star Wars to remind everyone that this was actually a really good movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's from a really good movie. Yeah, guys, there was something good before. Remember Star Wars? Remember how much you loved it? Just forget about what you saw tonight. <laughs> uh, and bef- like before we actually get our final, I, I don't know, what, send-off or something? Yeah. That we get some more commercials, and man, they just shill, shill, shill the Star Wars Kenner toys. Oh, there's like a little R2-D2 toy of which I wrote, uh, what is that R2's mission? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag other podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got, here we, impress yourself. Um, oh, no, that was for the, the wine commercial, wasn't it? Was that the one where the guy's like, I'm just a weekend photographer? <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, after that, we do get one final parting shot of them having their life day feast and falling mm. asleep in their bantha rump. Yep, and they have all their orbs at the table, and I'm just like, okay, bye, weirdos. Hey, but a, a Bob Mackie was involved. But Bob, okay, okay, I, th- I thought for a second you were being serious. Wait, like Bob, isn't Bob Mackie like a like a dancer? Or no, no, Bob that, that's Bob Fosse. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Bob, Bob Mackie, Mackie was, was actually a involved. clothing designer. Wow. Yeah. And then, I don't know, did you watch any of this stuff after it was all done? Because uh, they had an, another quick ad for another variety show that was going to have Bobby Sherman and Lyle Wagner. Oh, I did not. I did not catch that, actually. So, and that that that's that was the end of my uh, bootleg. I mean, totally legal way of viewing <laughs> Star Wars Holiday Special. I mean, it's basically on YouTube at this point. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, folks, that was the Star Wars Holiday Special, and we're not going to take a break because this is Patreon. That's right. So, Nathan, mm-hmm. <laughs> would you recommend this? Would I recommend? Uh, 100%. But not for any sort of serious fandom. Uh, get yourself at least a fifth of hard liquor. If you're in Canada, maybe go visit one of our greenery stores. Enjoy mm-hmm. it that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say if you're if you're watching this just because like you want to see what the hype is about, uh, you're gonna be let down. I w- What's that? You're gonna be let down. Yeah, I would I would say no in that case. If you're high as fuck, or sure, or drunk off you, your ass, you might be really scared. <laughs> if you got a Tom Servo and a Crow T robot to watch it with you, that might be help it a bit too. Yeah, there are, but you're gonna. I'm gonna say this though: you are gonna want to fast forward. There are parts that just goes, but go not on the commercials. For, well, no, do, do not skip the you, commercials. You don't God have to it. watch 
Jefferson Starship. You don't have to watch the tumbling routine. You don't have to watch at least three quarters of the Harvey Corman robot bit. You you do need to watch Itchy's Orgasm. Yes. <laughs> Which sounds like stuff. something terrible. An itchy orgasm. An itchy Good orgasm. lord. <laughs> yeah, if that happens, get checked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Yeah, so let's just... Uh... Nathan. Uh, yes, Brendan. Now that we talked about the Star Wars Holiday Special, it is now time for the Low Haiku. It's the Low Haiku. 17 perfect syllables to describe this train wreck. Yep. So, uh, do you want to start? I would love to. Okay, go right ahead. Boba Fett, hell yeah. The rest of it, not so much. Happy Life Day, folks. Gauss, it's so nice of you to show up on Patreon. Oh, it's it's Patreon if he uh, he he owes it to the folks. Right, right. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> this is uh, directed to uh, a certain section of the fandom that uh, say Death Jedi is the worst thing ever. Okay. <clears throat> Stop saying worst Star Wars if you haven't seen this turd. I hate Wookiees now. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, oh, oh. We're out. Was that an itchy orgasm? <laughs> 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 oh god damn it nathan you know what you know what take our word for it but uh you know we still will always say what we always say don't take a word for us that's right but like i said you should <laughs> You should absolutely take our word for it. You should take everyone's word for it. Except for, you know, I'm sure there are some positive reviews here that we're about to read. Uh, The Star Wars Holiday Special, Rotten Tomatoes, critics rating 33%. Yes. Which, the fact that this actually had a critics rating actually surprised me. Well, there there are television critics. Yeah. um, I just mean I'm surprised that they were able to, like, locate enough reviews for this. Especially where it aired one night, it was never re-aired again. <laughs> uh, the audience, however, 19%. Yeah, I, I really, I figured there would be a bunch of, like, false fives on this, for sure. Yeah, there are some, fi- well, I found a few fives, but uh, I don't know, I don't think they're false. It's <laughs> just no. surprising. Okay. Um, okay, so let's get into the critics here. Uh, James Berardinelli of Real Views says, Although Pandora's box is best left unopened, it's impossible to deny the curiosity impulse. Uh, just be warned that it's worse than you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gary Williams, who gave it a fresh, so I'm guessing he was bought off by his uncle John. <laughs> uh, if... 
The prospect of a two-hour Star Wars holiday special conjured up ver- visions of May the Force Be With You repeated ad nauseum in your head. This show on CBS was a welcome surprise. So this is someone who doesn't like Star Wars then, obviously. I, I think he what he's saying is that if you're going if you're going in expecting them just to be hitting all the tropes from the movies, that doesn't happen. Yeah, don't worry, it's so much better than that. <laughs> um Alex Carter of Den of Geek said, Words have not been invented to describe how bad it is. Uh, Mikel Zarella from Esbinoff. I, I bet I butchered every single one of that. Uh, <laughs> Sounds wrote, right. Worst of all are some musical numbers that in most cases were simply, or we simply do not know why they were included. <laughs> uh, last one I have here is from Rob Humanick of The House Next Door. Okay. So astounding in its lack of anything that could be considered reasonably watchable that it achieves something of an unintended surrealist nightmare vision. Okay, well, let's 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 jump into it. Oh, shall we? Yes, let's. <laughs> All right. Well, I just want to make a note here that there are a lot of reviews here that from the very you know, quote-unquote clever ones that were like, well, it's better than The Last Jedi. We'll leave those ones out. (laughs) Yeah, and I I literally just read those and said, wrong, wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you don't like it, wrong. (laughs) All right, um, so first one I've got here is from Ruth L., who actually gives it half a star Mm -hmm. and just says, 10 minutes of Wookiees going, 10 Eric S. uh, gave it a similar rating at half a star. Writes, Mm -hmm. George Lucas had it removed for a reason. It's bad. It's really bad. It's really, 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 really bad. All it was was a cash-grubbing grab at money. (laughs) And it did not pay off. No. (laughs) Um, This one is a five-star review from Matthew L., He says, it's so beautiful. The plot is fantastic. And I love Lumpy, uh, parentheses, Chewie's son, so much. (laughs) Five stars for for Lumpy. Um, Jacob B. uh, gave it one star. Mm -hmm. The low point of the entire franchise. And the only Star Wars entry that George Lucas has actively distance himself from as much as possible to the point of that finding a copy of the I'm guessing what? it finishes up with this was near impossible. It cuts <laughs> off. It's fucking Rotten Tomatoes on a mobile device. They, they suck hard. Fucking RT. Right? Uh, this one is another five-star review from John T., while the majority see this film as wacky and not good, I see this film as funny and pretty great. A definite watch with the family on Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, uh, Kevin R. <laughs> Half a star. Before I watched the holiday special for the first time ever oh. on YouTube, I thought to myself, how bad could it possibly be? When I was watching the holiday special, I felt like I was, I don't know, being tortured, shot in the face 
kicked in the nuts. I'm not sure. Again, rotten tomato. <laughs> I'm sure it was shot in the nuts. Um, I just have one more, and then I have a little extra something here when we're done with this. Uh, from Gabriel C., and it's a five-star review. This is a wonderful movie about how many people have fun at Christmas and in their hands. Oh my, wow. Speaking of this, why are Korean soloists and Luke Skywalker in front of others? Why is it like Leia? She is his sister. (laughs) Read it as it's written. Uh, Well, Matt G. wrote, at least the prequels didn't ruin Christmas. (laughs) See, that's fine. The prequels are better than this. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Well, um, I have one little additional thing here. This is not from Rotten Tomatoes, but uh, on the 2010 television program Times Talk, New York Times columnist David Carr asked Carrie Fisher about the special. She said that she made George Lucas give her a copy of the special in exchange for recording commentary for the Star Wars trilogy so that she would, quote, have something for parties when she wanted everyone to leave. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, oh. Rest oh. in peace. I love See, her. See, if she had done that, if I had been at a Carrie Fisher party, she'd be like, we're going to watch this. I'd be like, all right, let's pass the popcorn. <laughs> Um, and in 2018, are in it, right, Carrie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this better be bootleg, Carrie. Um, in 2018, Mark Hamill admitted to not having seen the entire special. Mm-hmm. And in an interview on Conan O'Brien, Harrison Ford said he never watched one goddamn minute of it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's that, that jaded cynicism we love Which, him for. It's the most Harrison Fordian quote I ever heard <laughs> not one goddamn minute one goddamn minute no i have to have a it's like, donut and sex <laughs> it's like when he came when he came on conan or jimmy fallon or something and he was super happy and it was like what's what, what's up and he's like i got them to kill me i'm free <laughs> man ah oh, it's always such a downer when you when you find out they they hate doing it, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know. See, I think maybe he was just, like, tired of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I think he probably I think he probably recognizes that the movies that he... Like, the movies that he was in were really good. I think he's just kind of sick of it. Yeah. I mean, at least Harrison Ford had got to do other stuff. I mean, I'm sure he's sick of Indiana Jones, too, but <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah, but guess what? I mean, I bet he's not... He, doesn't get a shit ton of residuals from Air Force One. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't hold that up as a as a work of art either. It's like, oh, oh, did regarding Henry pay some of your bills, Harrison? Oh, 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 oh! I'm sorry, Mister Ford. Did you think you could have just have like uh, a comfortable life um, resting on your laurels after the Mosquito Coast? <laughs> Solid. What's that? You're saying that doctor movie with Brendan Fraser didn't make a billion dollars? <laughs> I don't understand. Brendan Fraser was in it. He's a treasure. <laughs> He's Canada's treasure. Look at his goddamn cute face. <laughs> oh. I just want to pinch it. Curmudgeonly <laughs> old grandpa. <laughs> oh. oh, Harrison Ford. Is he still with Alan McBeal? I don't know. Okay. I don't follow were, such things. I just remember they were it, it, they were at like a thing together, and I was like, "They're a couple. That is the strangest couple oh, ever." Yeah. 
<laughs> but anyway, that's the Star Wars holiday special. Um, you're on Patreon. You know where to find us. We're on Twitter yeah, and Facebook and all that shit. You guys are great. anything or shill anything. You guys do this so you don't get the commercials. I mean, I mean, Montrose can step in, though, if you want. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll get him in a second. Hey! Hey, you said I wasn't recording this week. Well, it's, it's Patreon. You mean the, the, the people who are nice to you? Yeah. Who? Very well. <clears throat> Hello! It's, it's, it's your good... Oh, there, there's the microphone. Hello, it's your good friend Montrose Monkington III here. And I, I'd like to say uh, to, to you fine folks in, in Patreon land, you really are the most delightful people in the world. Uh, letting these two chaps uh, fulfill a, a dream and, and, and produce entertainment for the masses. Uh, you are fantastic. Don't ever stop being as amazing as you are. I will always be this amazing, for I am British. I am Montrose Monkington III Esquire, and you can see my YouTube antics on Montrose Monkington TV. You can also be friends with me on Facebook, the group Montrose Monkington III Esquire and Friends. Uh, as well, you can follow me on the Twitter, at uh, Montrose Third. that's the number 3RD. Thank you. More later. Thank you, Montrose. And Merry You're Christmas. absolutely welcome, and Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Brendan. And Happy Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did... I, you, I was surprised that you knew. Well, L'chaim. <laughs> L'chaim. Well, that about wraps it up. Um, of course, so we will be back on the regular feed on Thursday, January 9th. Of course, if you're listening to this on Patreon, you'll see that on Tuesday, January the 7th, because you get a little early. Um, and yeah, so we'll see y'all then. Yeah. Um, but Nathan. Yes. After we watched this, uh, this, I I want to say movie, but I don't want to say movie. It's a holiday special. It's not a movie. Yeah. After we watched this holiday special. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you have any lingering questions? Well, I got a few. Um, I'll, I'll try to get to the point. Uh, I mean, in a, in a holiday special where you start it with 10 minutes of unsubtitled Wookiee dialogue. Mm-hmm. And with a, you know, holiday special that it's a most high profile, not Star Wars cast, cast member is B. Arthur. Fight mm-hmm. me. Uh, in a holiday special where not one, but two instrumental musicals uh, from the original soundtrack are slowed down and given lyrics. Yeah. And a sitcom... It's a sitcom. In, in well, a, I mean... I suppose. <laughs> in a, a holiday special where George Lucas uh, has now been proven to be an out-and-out liar about his uh, involvement with, mm-hmm. I, I really just... I have to ask... They only showed it one time? What were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs>